Hey, y'all. Welcome back to episode three of Brittany and Becky. So today we're going to give y'all a little bit of that Becky. That Becky. So let's go back, way back. Let's start with a little bit of your background, where you come from, who are your people. Grew up in Minnesota, don't you know? Landed the hot dish and tater tots with my mom, my brother, and my dad. And it was the four of us um, in Minnesota. And then I had extended family. So what's interesting about my family is my mom came from New York and my dad came from LA. So we met in the middle in Minnesota and we're kind of our own unit in Minnesota. But then I had extended family and cousins. We have like that traditional New York Italian family. And so uh, every summer we would go visit them in Long Beach Island or at my grandmother's house for the holidays and spend time with all my Cousins, they're a little crazy. Hopefully, they're not listening. Uh, and then on my dad's side, it was just me and my brother. So we were the only grandkids and would spend time with my grandmother and my grandfather. And my grandfather and my father are like identical. They have the same careers. They work together. My dad was actually in one of my grandfather's college classes when he was a professor. And then my grandmother is an artist, so she's a painter. And I remember going there and actually getting to paint, which actually brought my love of art as a kid, I think, a little bit. My dad was a professor and my mom was a stay-at-home mom. Like She had a career and then when we were little, she gave up her career to take care of us and take care of the household because my dad worked a lot. And so, you know, he was able to afford us a lot of the things we were able to do and the experiences I had as a child. And my mom made sure that our household ran smoothly. As a kid too, my mom was like my best friend because um, I was not always the most social person and I struggled a little bit with friendship. So she was the person I went to with everything. And as I got older and changed a little bit, that relationship dynamic changed, but she really was the person that I always went to for anything that I needed and would drop a her, you know, drop everything to come take care of us if we needed it. Um, and my family was a little different and I always thought my parents were really strict. Well, more my mom than my dad, because she was the one who was kind of holding everything down. And so they valued education and traveling and experiences really heavily. So we didn't always have the most fashionable clothes or like the nicest cars and live in the most luxurious houses, but we went to private school and we went on vacations and you know, we were able to do the educational experiences. I went to camps in the summer to learn Spanish or go horseback riding. And in high school, I got to go to Spain twice to really learn how to speak Spanish. And my brother went to camp all summer at a you know place where he could go and do the outdoorsy things that we couldn't do living in the city. And that was really how our family functioned. And so in some ways, we didn't always fit in where we were because that wasn't always the values of everyone around us, especially when we lived in like the suburbs. Um, but as an adult now, I really appreciate that my family had that focus and my parents really instilled that in me because now that's something I've taken and instilled in my own kids and want to continue to expand. I mean, we did things like 
We didn't get a lot of Christmas presents, but we'd go to Hawaii for the week instead or go to Mexico. So those are the memories I have from my childhood. And now as a parent, I really understand why they did those things. I mean, as a kid, it's not the best feeling to not get a ton of presents on Christmas. Um, But now looking back on it, I probably would never have remembered what I got for Christmas, but I do remember going snorkeling in Hawaii in an inner tube right off the beach um, and things like that. So that was kind of my mom and dad. And then my brother was kind of a different story. Um, My brother and I never too much cared for each other growing up. So it was constantly like the back and forth between the two of us because we are as opposite as opposite can be and always have been. So he would, for our birthdays, one of our traditions growing up would be that we could pick somewhere to go for birthday dinners, right? Well, in fourth or fifth grade, I was in a class and we had to do a research project about um, something that we are passionate about. And for some reason don't know why we all decided or one of the girls decided to do her project on being a vegetarian and animal cruelty so having seen all that like the five girls in this class and I all became vegetarians after that and I was actually a vegetarian until I was 21 after this not the best sense of vegetarian because all I ate was like bread and cheese and I did not like vegetables at the time so I'm not sure how that works but it is what it is um And anyway, so we would go to a restaurant for our birthday. So I pick places, like there's this place in Minneapolis called The Good Earth, where they have like a lot of vegetarian foods and it's kind of like holistic foods, right? My brother would pick a steakhouse like every (laughs) single year. We would go to a steakhouse. And of course, a vegetarian that didn't eat a salad, all I could really eat there was like a baked potato. And I swear he did that on purpose, but I, he also might have just been picking like the most expensive restaurant possible that he could kind think of. of. It's, it's yeah, steakhouse taste. So um, that was kind of like the dynamic in our household. Um, and a lot of my life after I started martial arts in second grade. So a big focus of my childhood was really karate. So, you know, I was very heavily into karate. I had great mentors in karate that really shaped me outside of my home life. Um, And it was something that I kept up with up until my son was born because it was such a big part of my identity. And so Um, I spent a lot of time in the karate school. Um, I was in sixth grade. I got my black belt and then I started traveling the country doing karate tournaments. Like I don't look like I like to fight, but I actually really like to fight. Please miss black belt, but all right. Let me take my little green belt on somewhere and talk about something I don't look like, but okay. (laughs) So, uh, that in school, like that, that really was my my childhood and I don't have a big extended family like you do. So, uh, it was really my, like my mom, my dad, my brother and I, and in middle of no, well, we were in the city of Minneapolis, but Minnesota is not like the most exciting place in a lot of ways. And it didn't feel like it as a child. Although now as a parent, I understand why it's a great place to raise kids. So that was Really, my childhood. Um. Well, see, that's good. That's things like the karate thing. I was like, why wasn't I putting karate? I loved, I loved martial arts. So when we became friends and I started going to like practices and 
I was like the sidekick. Like, I'm just here to watch, you know, and cheerlead. Those were some great times for sure. And then I tried to get into it too, but that didn't last long, y'all. <clears throat> I enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong, but it's long term, it wasn't feasible for it at the time. So let's go into the 20s. Um, I just remember a time of which I got abandoned in Ann Arbor, but you were chasing your career dreams and goals. Um, I remember being at your college graduation. Hey, y'all, Obama was at her graduation. I got a ticket to go. Just wanted to say that. <laughs> okay. But, and then you packed up and moved to Beverly. So kind of talk about your experience with your career. You made some great career choices and moves to get to where you are now. Um, and that was something about you I also envy because um, you had a plan and you always knew what you wanted to do. Yeah, that plan changed quite a bit over the years. So I graduated from Michigan and wanted to be a teacher and wanted to teach somewhere where I could really help students. And um, it was between Houston or Chicago. So luckily I got the closer of the locations because it was just a car ride away. But um, yeah, I was a teacher in Chicago. And when them kids are bad, y'all. <laughs> Uh, man, I hate talking about myself. I don't know. I was a teacher in Chicago. <laughs> I I then realized that um, I'm just a, a nerd. Like, my dad is a professor. He likes data. And apparently that was my thing as a teacher. And so you saw me using data in the classroom. And it's a big, you know, like hot word in, in education right now. And but that really was my passion. That was how I actually helped my students get better. And so um, as I was transitioning to look for another teaching job, it kind of turned into me moving at, to data analyst job, which in a million years I would have never thought I would do. Um, but it gets better because my career goes in a totally left shift and then go to working at an ed tech place. So I've been in ed tech for almost 10 years and it was a big shift and it was a challenge, especially, you know, you go to college, you think you're going to do something in particular and that's what you have your degree in. And then you realize that's not necessarily exactly what you mm-hmm. want to do. Mm-hmm. And so, um, that was a big piece of my twenties was my career. Like I spent a lot of time in my career and, at the time, ed tech wasn't, you know, common for people my age to transition into ed tech. So, you know, here I was, this like young 26-year-old in meetings, and a lot of times I had to overdress because people wouldn't take me seriously because they thought, oh, what could this like little girl know about, or young woman right. know about education or, or data or teaching, and... um so I'd show up in like, and you know how I like to dress, like I like the heels and yeah. I had, you know, like the White House black market suit on. That was and, our store though for a minute though. Yeah, that was our store for a minute. And totally did not fit in half the time. So then I realized I had to downplay it a little bit, but, um, and then I, and then I got into sales and I am still in sales and if you know me, I don't seem like I'm someone who would be in sales because right. of like... I well, am not a funny people person. Part because from face value, if we're sitting together, people would think I would be the one in sales and I cannot and will not and refuse and have no kind of skill to do such. But you have that ability and you have the people skills and like, it's just- a- I do, but I don't. Like you put me in a conference and I have to talk to a bunch of people over happy hour. That is not, that is not my thing. Like, But you do it well. 
Uh, you yeah. do it well. I'm after telling a couple you, drinks. you do after a couple well. drinks where I turn hot red. But you do it well. Because <laughs> here you are today with, you know, you accomplished a lot in that time in that time period. So, which leads me into, because I, you know, again, this is part of the journey that we had together. So I got to see you grow and you lived out some very big dreams. And I remember when you became a mom. I really remember when you told me you were going to be a mom. <laughs> oh, good times, good times. I was a little nervous, to say the least. You're not the <laughs> easiest person to tell some things well, to. Well, my reaction is very straightforward and like yeah. blunt. And t- I'm the tough love friend, so. Yeah. Uh, so basically, we were in the car after a tailgate, and um, I we were driving back to Chicago together. So and we were was, living together at the time. Yes, we were living together. I think that's why I was a little nervous. Yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> I kept saying to Brittany, like, man, I'm just really bloated. And I'm like, girl, I'm gassy too. <laughs> I was like, well, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm bloated because I'm pregnant. I said, stop. What? Hold up. No, no, you said, no, no. You said, you put your finger up <laughs> and you said, it. put it like closer to my face. And you said, we'll talk about that later. And I was like, oh, fuck. I wasn't ready. <laughs> it caught me off guard. I think I handled it well. I needed to pick a pros. Um, yeah, like an hour and a half later, my hands are like sweating on the steering wheel. I'm like, oh, shoot. <laughs> I had to process, okay? Because I know you and I had to process my words and my thoughts and my feelings because you had to know. That's the thing about asking questions before you, I just had to process. I didn't see, I thought we both had gas. <laughs> I yeah, thought I it mean, was going to be like, roll the window down, girl, I got you. Like, no judgment, but it wasn't that. No, not at all. <laughs> But I will say that you provided me with some wonderful godchildren. I think they're pretty wonderful. They're my, some of my favorite children, my babies. So that was a really big thing in your 30s, like going into your 30s, is being a mom. Yeah, 30s has really been being a mom, but not just a mom, like a working mom. And I travel for work and... My goal in life has always been like, I want to be a mom. And I have always told people that. And I feel like a lot of my 20s was setting up everything that I wanted to get to the place where I felt like I could provide for my children the way I want to. So 30s. And then you went and found your awesome husband. <clears throat> yes, I did get married and have a husband. Drop his link below. <laughs> Manager, producer, driven by beats. Catch him on Spotify, y'all. <laughs> Um, and so thirties has been like being a mom, obviously working, um, being a wife, getting married, you know, being, having a house, getting the house together, like kind of the, I don't know, all the things I worked for in my twenties is, is now coming through in your thirties. Yeah. I mean, that's what I love about our friendship too. It's like, we've been through so much evolution, but in that transition from your 20s to your 30s, I've seen you grow the most. And really? I've seen you really like, I always knew who you were and you always knew who you were, but you weren't like living in your truth sometimes. And I think you were chasing your dreams prematurely instead of letting them happen organically. So when they happen organically, you kind of didn't have a choice because it was just like, this is your, yeah, it's just presented, presented to, to you. <laughs> but that made you like live in your truth. And it's like, this is what I always wanted and I can't plan it. I had to let it happen because it's supposed to happen. What's meant for me will come to me, but you let it finally come to you. So I don't get called as much. Like I don't get the same, you know, texts that I had to counsel. It's it's more like, we're just like, how you doing? Not like, 
Yeah, what that was a lot of the 20s. That was the 20s, but that was our growth period. So it's like just seeing you evolve and so many things that you wanted and seeing it happen for you, it's just like the best part of being the best friend. Because you include me in on it too. So it's like, you know, you know, you gave me a big brother. You gave me some godchildren. Now they're stuck with me, so. They're all stuck. They just have to live in the misery with everybody else. They do. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, my stories aren't as, uh, um, you have a peaceful life. I just get stuck with all the times that like things go haywire. I'm the one percent of people like I'm just the, shit themselves, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, I'm not the typical, you know. I don't have the. the I mean, same you have journey. kids. Things happen, but you know, I don't have a. I don't have an excuse. Like the things that you can say, like your like you had. Okay, that makes sense. You had kids. Like that happens after kids. I don't have that excuse. Mine's just like, girl, you old. Like. <laughs> Oh, that doesn't happen to most people. Well, it happened to me, you know? <laughs> it's like that. I don't have the excuse to go with the the event kind of thing. But, so yeah, that was, uh, gave y'all a little bit of that Becky. And we're going to take you, um, we're going to move on into the rest of our journey in our future episodes. So thanks again for joining us on episode three. Follow us on social media. Yes, you can catch us at The Brittany and Becky Show. Brittany is spelled B-R-I-T-T-N-E-Y. Um, all our links will be posted below if you catch us um, on our platform. The information will be there for you. So please find us, follow us, and we will holler at you next time.